What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mind Sex. We're all freaks, so welcome. I have an amazing guest today. He deaded me the last time. I think it was, what, like two weeks ago? Um, his name is Taiwan, the artist. He is a photographer. He is an artist. And he corrected me. He does not have a clothing line, but he has a brand called Free Me. Um, I'm super excited to have him on today's episode. Our episode today, we're going to be talking about vision and being a visionary. Um, I wrote down the definition of what vision is. It's something seen in a dream, trance, or religious ecstasy, especially a spiritual, uh, supernatural appearance that usually conveys conveys a revelation. I mean, that was a lot right there. But mm-hmm. in simpler terms, is a, a vision is something that I wouldn't say is something that we see with our eyes, but it's something that we see, you know, a dream, something that hasn't manifested itself just yet, and then we work towards that that goal or or that specific vision to then make it our reality so that this way we then can can see it. So with that being said, what's going on Taiwan? Introduce peace, peace. the people um, to your amazingness, your amazing mind, your amazing world. Um I don't really know how that introduction would go per se, but um I would just like to say peace and I'm here and I'm ready for this work you're about to give me. <laughs> <laughs> this work you make it seem like I'm gonna like you know drill you no I mean we're just gonna talk about because I know prior to us even you know executing the, the podcast right now the episode we had a very in-depth conversation Absolutely. you were just talking about you know uh what even made you uh start your brand start being an artist and just what your your your, uh, your inspirations mm-hmm. I should say and just people that you've come in contact with that that help you to well um funny thing is when it comes to my brand uh i have the established date as 1980 because that's the year i was born so i feel like my brand began when yes during my inception because you know i am the brand so what you see as far as my work the art the clothing the photography you know, all the different um, realms of creativity is still a reflection of me because I put my everything into it and not so much of, you know, uh, so much as, you know, oh, I got this design coming. So, you know, let me build a campaign around this and do it this way and that way or put things out there for shock value. It's always something that I release that resonates with me on a personal level or certain things that I feel that the people can be informed with, educated, inspired or influenced by. So I try to meet those um, standards every time I put work out there without following, you know, so to speak, the guidelines of the fashion industry or you know, the social society is just a matter of, you know, my experiences, my perspective and things I feel that I want the youth pretty much to be, you know, um, engaged upon because it's really for the youth. That's what made me kind of, um, that's what kind of inspired me to do physical clothing and stuff like that because, you know, I feel like the youth, they only accept things on face value. So I wanted to put something out there where they could say, oh, this is cool. This is dope and rock it without even knowing or understanding the somewhat the subliminal messages that I put in some of my designs mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So um, that's kind of who is pretty much geared towards. I never wanted to be the popular, you know, brand or, you know, uh, in all the magazines and things of that nature because I didn't want it to go to the point where it pops off. And then it becomes corny within two, three years or oversaturated. So I wanted to develop, you know, and upon this journey, first starting off with uh, blank shirts and doing just like prints and stuff like that mm-hmm. to actually, um, you know, engaging more in my art, pursuing, um, you know, painting and stuff like that. Upon doing that, it showed me certain abilities and skill sets that that was dormant that I haven't even tapped into yet. And from there, I just, it just added so much value. So that's why I don't call it a clothing line because it's not just clothes, it's just an apparel, which is an extension of everything else that I'm doing. I do um, 
when I do have like certain events, whether it's like vending my clothes or, you know, an art show, I infuse all those elements, the clothing, the art, you know, uh, uh, the visuals on, you know, by way of photography or certain prints and stuff like that. And, you know, I try to keep everything balanced that way. When I first started Free Me, I came up with the name because um, at the time there was a lot of people being incarcerated and stuff like that. And people was doing t-shirts with free this person, free that person. And right. my whole How long was, ago was that? That was probably like 10 years ago? When, that was when actually that? about, I would say about, I would say physically I started making the Free Me clothes, uh, apparel in about 2011, but it's been maybe about, I would say about, damn, I can't even really put a date on it because because it it started off with just a tagline with free free me. Because, Mm -hmm. again, people was having a lot of, uh, um, you know, free this person, free such and such. I felt like that started with free Yayo when Yayo first... Right? Or did that happen even before? Well, it was around that era. It was definitely around that era. But, you know, I'm from the hood. So, motherfuckers been getting locked up. I was born in 1980. So, I've been familiar with incarceration since then. (laughs) However, when it became popular again among social society, like around that same era with the whole free Yayo, my thing was like, fuck Yayo, free me. There's a lot of people Mm. and individuals that was in certain situations that they put themselves in. So it was like, you know, everyone that gets incarcerated, even though it's, a, um, you know, it's the, uh, uh, what do I call it? The uh, industrial prison complex and, you know, a modern day plantation um, and not fit for any human, you know, under certain conditions. However, you know, you got certain individuals that live a certain lifestyle, perpetuate a certain type of lifestyle, and these are the results or the the, the circumstances that, you know, they find themselves in. Mm-hmm. So when I said free me, it was more about, it wasn't just me, but I was using myself as the catalyst to say, I'm going to use myself and what I'm about to put out there as the example of what I consider freedom to be, because I don't know what freedom is. I don't think I ever experienced freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had certain what might be considered uh, independence from being a child and then leaving the nest and going out and doing my own things. But within society and, um, you know, certain things as far as, you know, business, business ethics and things of that nature, you start to see that you have a limit placed upon you. So freedom has no limitations to it. So. Free me kind of just represents, you know, the freedom of self-expression and all different factors and, you know, the freedom to be you and express yourself, you know, as you see fit. But again, tastefully and without compromising yourself or jeopardizing the next individual. Mm -hmm. One thing I think was interesting, which I thought that was so dope, is that you actually have the business start date for 1980. Absolutely. Like when you went in, because I'm just kind of thinking when you went into, I guess, get the LLC. I don't know exactly yes. how that whole works. That uh-huh. thing. When you told them the established date and you said and you put it as 1980, did people look at you was like, hold on, like, wait, wait, hold on a second. Well, did he get this wrong? Did anybody yeah, say, absolutely. hold on, sir, excuse me. Um, This says 1980. You know, can you? Uh-huh. And then you having to actually explain to them, yo, to be honest, I think that is super unique. I think mm-hmm. that is like the dopest thing mm-hmm. that I have ever heard. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, and in my head, I'm like, that's so damn right. Like, this mm-hmm. is, it started with you. So then it, it's like, that was the birth, the, the beginning, the, the origin, the, you know, that Absolutely. was the, it was you, that little speck, you know, when you popped out, it was just like, yo, I'm in the world. Absolutely. I mean, because, you know, when, you, when you're when young and you're looking at everything around you and you're trying to figure it out or make sense of it, mm-hmm. I questioned everything. So, you know, I grew up, you know, I would say somewhat in a Christian household because my father was a deacon. And, you know, he constantly, like, preached at the church. Everybody, that funeral, he was up there doing the preaching and stuff like that. I enjoyed the church atmosphere because it was like 
I seen people come together for one common cause and then we would eat and stuff like that. It was cool. Right. But when it came to the whole, you know, them quoting the Bible and the verses and the so-called, you know, uh, Holy Ghost, it was like, what the hell is happening? What's going on? <laughs> it's, it, it's like it, it turned into a variety show. And being the environment that I was raised in, Brooklyn, New York, it's like I was, you know, I've seen a lot of violence a lot of death, a lot of abuse. So I always question, you know, damn, if there is someone or something up there looking down, mm-hmm. when are they gonna act? Right. And from there, you know, it just increased my curiosity as to, you know, how things function around me from family to, you know, school to, you know, just, you know, day-to-day living. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that had a major impact on me. So upon discovering this name, I wanted to reflect something that uh, encompassed me as a whole individual. And I knew I didn't have a sense of direction because I didn't know what I was getting into as far as the f- field of uh, fashion things of that nature. Right. So um, I just wanted to make sure whatever I do put out there that it reflects me and it's something I can stand by 100% without mm-hmm. compromising myself or going back and saying, wow, I should have did this this way, that way. So, excuse me, that's, that's how that triggered. And along with that, my father at the time, um, uh, preferably in 2009, he was suffering from lung cancer. So this was a dude that, you know, I've to me was a superhero because I watched him uh, in my community. My father was like the mayor because I grew up in an environment where a lot of other individuals, most of my friends, at least 90 percent of my friends didn't have a father around. And my father was very influential and in everyone else's life. He was the first one to take all the kids to scared straight. He had a relationship with police officers. So he was involved with the PAL programs and things of that nature. And he was very well respected amongst the hustlers, the working class, everybody. And my friends and everybody took to him as a father figure because they wasn't, that was the only father that they was exposed to. Right. So when I seen him, you know, getting weak and pretty much succumbing to this uh, thing called cancer, I was kind of nervous because it was like, wow, like this dude, not only in my community, but this dude was like the head of my entire family. All his brothers and sisters, yeah. Everybody in the family, him and my mom, they were like the nucleus of the family. So everyone would come to them for, you know, uh, problem resolution, things of that nature, uh, the certain decision-making. So. I knew at the time he passed away that I was I was 31 years old and I knew that I wasn't nowhere near ready to well actually I was 29. I didn't I knew I wasn't prepared to fill his shoes at all. Literally, I wore a pair of his shoes to the funeral and it was maybe a little bit too big for me. And to see, you know, to see him meet his demise. The metaphor in that is just like Yes. That's beautiful. And to see him meet his demise it was a lot of pressure on me because it was like I was next up to be the one to hold down the family mm-hmm. only because of my sense of understanding of certain things. I damn sure it wasn't the man he was as far as responsible wise, because I still had a lot of, you know, irresponsibilities and immaturity with myself that I had to overcome. Right. I and feel like that reminds me of Lion King, like Mustafa. And then now I'm just saying because I saw it the no, other day. I just and then- seen that movie for the first time like two months ago. Oh, the really? First time they had in my it life. on TV, I think it was like three weeks ago, and I was so upset when Mustafa died, and my friend was like, you know, it's a cartoon. I said, right, but you don't understand it's so much more than a cartoon mm-hmm. of what it represents. Absolutely. And then when, um, you know, with Simba being so young, and then Scar, his uncle, mm-hmm. being the asshole that he is, and then he ran away, and then him, now that he was gone, and it was his position as mm-hmm. the rightful king to the throne, to, to take over when Nala came back to game and he was like, I'm not ready. There's no way that I could fill my father's shoes mm. or whatever it is. And then kind of like, you know, developing mm-hmm. that and then just going and then just, just taking over and then being the king. Absolutely. So I'm and, and and with that, it was like his father was still who he was until he died. Okay. However, I watched my father succumb to cancer within eight months. 
so when I say superhero, this dude, his what he did for a living was uh uh he, he, he drove, he was a truck driver, 18 wheeler. He did, um, hauled household furniture. And I watched this dude put refrigerators on his back. This after he wow. was, you know, he was a mechanic. That's the real Superman right yeah, there. He has so many different skill sets. So to see him be a man with a, you know, huge stature and, you know, well-built individual to, you know, succumbing to the cancer and to the point where he's eating baby food and he's losing all his weight that scared the shit out of me because I was never physically exposed to anything like that. So to see him, you know, sit there, I would have a conversation with him and he'll just start falling asleep in the middle of a conversation and it would bring tears to my eyes. And that's when I decided right then and there, free me is what I got to run with because I've seen him want to be free right. from this thing. Like, I don't know if it's a disease or, you know, exactly what to call it, but I just say a thing for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a conversation once. Actually, me, him, and my mom had a falling out because I was looking up all this holistic medicine. I was even investing in $40 pills and all this extra stuff. And he just looked at me one day and was like, T, I, I, I had a problem with him doing the chemotherapy because I knew it would kill all the you know, good cells, things of that nature. Right. And he looked at me one day and was like, T, I just want to live. Like, the doctors is telling me this is the best route to go. I'm no doctor. I didn't go to school for any of that. But at the same time, I had a certain understanding of this is protocol. This is what they telling families on a daily basis. Right, when there's so many other alternatives, but nobody's turning to these alternatives because you're thinking that these scholars, they know everything Absolutely. and their mental knowledge supersedes anything else on the on the earth so yeah like Indeed. for whatever herbs or whatever it is it's not written in the books so because it's not written in the books then it can't help you mm -hmm. meanwhile there's so many plants and healing herbs that are put on this earth for us to to ingest to then help us like you know but we're taking on these uh yeah exactly and from there, that's what, and then, you know, his untimely passing, it was just like a matter of, I was willing to embrace the pressure that was on me. And to this day, I haven't, and I haven't really mourned his death like that because my way of mourning it was to achieve and uh, execute certain things he wasn't able to. And then I'll mourn later. But for right now, I feel, just felt like I had work to do. I didn't want to just sit there and be like, oh, I can't get up. Oh, I'm thinking about this. I, 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 I was raised with amongst death. But my parents' death was the only thing that I couldn't comprehend. Mm -hmm. And instead of being fixated on that, I just went and applied myself and just put myself to work. And then, you know, like all things, I had to learn from the ground up. And, you know, again, being at, you know, I named my brand Free Me and started putting like certain positive and just deep, even controversial messages on my T-shirts. Um, I didn't have any outlets. I wasn't really um, uh, computer savvy. So I just went and engaged with the people, started doing like pop-up shops and um, uh, vending anywhere that would accept me. And then upon these images on my shirts, I would have older, grown, elderly people, grown, older women, men, come to me and embrace me and say, yo, as a young man, you could have been out here doing anything. You putting positive stuff on it. You putting something positive out here. It has a deep message. It resonates yeah, and all need. of that. And that just gave me more fuel, more, more fuel, more of a oomph because I didn't know what route to go as far as fashion. However, due to what I was doing and the people I was exposing myself to, I was able to do speaking engagements. I was able to talk in prisons. I was able to do a, 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 um, a play at my own daughter's school. Mm -hmm. And this is a situation where as I'm doing clothing, but as I give them the business card and say, free me represents the freedom of one to express themselves by way of art, music, X, Y, Z. The staff, they just seen music and thought I was some type of ditty or some type of promoter <laughs> and say, right. can I have an artist perform? And I, I end up like, saying, you know, I don't really uh, do the music. And the people right. that I do know, this music isn't appropriate for them because it was for the fourth and fifth grade. Right. Mm -mm. So yeah, I had no, to say, you know, can I make a play? Can I just put together a play? I have no experience That's doing so any of that. That's so sweet. We put together a play. And mind you, it was only, my daughter was in the fifth grade at the time. So it was only for the fifth grade after school program. 
Mm-hmm. So, and it was something I didn't want the kids to um, read a script because I didn't want to put too much pressure on them. So what I did was narrate it and I just had them acting certain things out. And one day I went to go pick my daughter from school and she's like, Dad, Miss Such and Such wanted to talk to you. Who the hell is Miss Such and Such? Right. Oh, it's a lady that run a UAU program. I go speak to this lady. She comes to me and says, We want to give you a grant to come do a play three times a year. That's so dope. I had no idea what I was doing. The pressure was on me, but I looked at the opportunity and I said, wow, I'm on to something. Uh So I didn't want to be fixated again on the clothing and the fashion aspect because I'm from an environment where a lot of people can't afford certain, you know, uh, uh, like luxuries or um, yeah, items of quality, you know, even, you know, uh, uh, certain fabrics and clothing, right. things of that yeah. nature. So I wanted to do something that was affordable, but something that also wasn't just stuck with the clothing and all of that. Because I, through my experiences and all the things that was just suddenly happening, I realized it was more than mm-hmm. just clothing. And I knew I could dig deep and pull other things out of me. This is where the photographer, and then, you know, to shoot my clothes, I had to hire a photographer, things of that nature. So. Doing that, I just went, purchased my own camera, started doing photography on my own. From right. there, I learned how to edit and do videos and stuff like that. And then it came to me just happening to walk in Michael's one day and just see a set of canvases, you know, set of seven canvases. And I was like, you know, let me get this and try it out. I had somewhat um, knowledge of drawing, basic knowledge, but upon painting on his canvases and going through a breakup at the time, that was my therapy. Right. Pardon me. That -hmm. was my therapy. So I completely embraced it. And so for a full week, I just locked in and started painting. And I did this phenomenal work that I didn't even know I was capable of. Go ahead. And from there, it just, I wanted to make sure, even with the, the, when I started putting the items on the shirt, all the designs that I put on the initial shirts was, I did have to, hand draw and right. all of that. And then I didn't know the process of it. So I had to go through vector to, you know, straighten out the lines mm-hmm. and the resolution. And from there, it just kind of intrigued me to learn what fashion was, and right. what this was, what that was. But I was limited to the marketing. I, well, I limited myself just to the marketing aspect. Of right. it. I didn't Ooh. really care about the other fashion designers right. and fashion houses because I was already privy to that information growing up, you know, not having the best. And then when you get, you know, a certain item, that one polo jacket, that one pair of guest jeans, you're rocking it like you're going to the goddamn to the Emmys or something because that's the only item. Yeah, that's the only item you have, especially if it's a big logo and blaze across the shirt. You're wearing that with pride, right. you know. But you're representing something from some of somebody else. else. Yeah. yeah. So you know, from there, it was just all these opportunities and the speaking engagements, and I'm kind of already naturally uh, uh, an orator. Exactly to a degree. Exactly. Yeah. So that was easy for me, but yeah. then my position. Um, kind of geared me to go in a different direction, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to just keep following with the whole fashion thing and all that, which I'm glad it did because it exposed me to things that I didn't know, you know, I would have an interest in or a skill. In, right. You know? Well, I think you just taking up, uh, taking advantage of those opportunities, you know, you saying that the teacher, they said, we want to give you a grant to do these three plays um, each year. And you just, like you said, you know, not having any idea what you wanted you know, how to even do it, but exactly. it's just kind of taking on that challenge and just like, you know what, since I've been given this opportunity, mm-hmm. I'm just going to flow with it. What do I want to do? And I just feel like that, that's just an example of us just kind of, I don't know, just, just going with the flow and then just allowing it to happen. Like, cause sometimes we don't see things that other people see, Absolutely. you know, so this podcast is about vision. Sometimes it's just what we, what other people see, we can't see. Mm. And just also you just following along in that path where it was like, you know, you just I'm, I'm hearing you talk and it was just kind of like piece by piece. Absolutely. All right. You know um, what kind of ignited or even birthed or, you know, this whole free me was, as you said, it kind of started with your dad and just kind of seeing mm-hmm. him, you know, um, transition from this superhero mm-hmm. to then kind of becoming this fickle man, mm-hmm. you know, just very frail and just kind of like you said, succumbing to, you know, to one of the world's worst illnesses and just, 
you know, not knowing where this would take you. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of like there was a vision there. You knew that you wanted to start something, but I don't think, you know, you probably had the whole thing. You know, you could correct me. Uh, you know, you didn't have yeah, the whole thing. But right. it was like your heart had that vision. Absolutely. So sometimes that's what they call like faith, you know. So that's why I was just like vision though on here it says, you know, uh, something seen in a dream or what I guess it's something that when we're in an awakened state, mm -hmm. you know, with the eyes open, it's not something that we could actually see. But it's something that we feel and we kind of like kind of go with it and we have to trust it. Well, um, again, that's what um, kind of when it came to actually taking myself seriously and, mm -hmm. um, you know, creating the logo, which is the um, runaway slave, that I call it. Definitely, uh, right. Right which there. is a dope sign, which yeah. I love it. Because so, actually, it actually looks like, and what did I say to that? Like an Asian symbol. Like yeah. I was just like, what does that even mean? Is that an Asian lettering? And he mm -hmm. said, you know, no. Well, it's, it's funny so because amazing. initially I had a logo, which is the same logo, but <clears> it was <throat> kind of more stiff. And mm -hmm. it was it had more angles to it. Yeah, so like when I recreated it, it was a matter of I wanted something that I, I had initial plans to um, try to get my clothing to pop overseas. So I wanted it to... to really take off like yeah. and with the Asian uh, community as far as like Japan, things like Asia, because the way they embrace hip hop and street yeah. and streetwear oh, in general. We think we're hip hop, no, they yeah. are like, very much so and very and very much so in tune. Even though they, they have like, a different culture, right. you know, um, um as far as you know uh heritage and things of that nature, mm -hmm. they still embrace it and can understand it for what it is, especially right. with the younger generation of the, their communities. Mm -hmm. Now, this go back into the whole visionary thing because um, even with, you know, me doing the thing at the school with the youth, once I was able to engage with the youth, I had a, a part in the play where I didn't know what to do and I would stop the, stop the play and ask the children in the audience, what do you think should happen in this scene? Or what do you think this person should do. And they was engaging. Wow, so, so it made them improv? a part of it. I, it was like part I, of improv? The whole damn thing was improv. That's so amazing. That's so different. So I'm That's asking so... kids, what would you do? What would you do? And I was fortunate to have my daughter a part of the play. So the and play... to see you be that, like in that leadership role. Exactly. And the play was based on bullying, peer pressure, and sexual predators. And I had my daughter actually play a nerd and had a kid bully her in, in the class. And, you know, I had the whole setup on the stage with the desk and all that. And they let me just gave me the reins to do what I want. Right. So when the children seen, when I was engaging with the children in the audience, I wanted to make them a part of it. So this what made the school even more, you know, uh, excited to present a, a grant opportunity to me. Yeah, but I yeah. didn't know what that meant at the time. So unfortunately... I declined. I took on other situations later, but I declined right then in that moment because I was so very new to what I was doing. Right. And the business partners I was dealing with at the time, that That's totally wasn't their lifestyle. Right. So right. one of my partners, he said, what are we going to talk to them about? I said, you've been incarcerated. You did three years of incarceration. Right, talk, to talk to them about, about your that. life. You have stepchildren. What are you talking to them about? Like, right, yeah. Everything is related. You know, once you find like one, it doesn't even have to be a million things. It could be one thing. I feel like the connectivity of everybody with our life, we just have to find that one small common mm -hmm. common thing. And, and, you know, just to kind of like bring everybody together. Exactly. So seeing the response from these children made me want to focus more on the youth. And when it comes to being a visionary, it's like, just like going back to me uh, using my date of my, my birth year as the, excuse me, as the year that my brand was established because right. that's my personal brand. So I think that's amazing. So I realized that what I'm doing is for the youth mm -hmm. because they don't, I have to give them a certain sort of a, uh, guidance or a certain uh perspective perspective for them to draw up and create their own conclusion right. so then most of my designs was geared strictly for the youth and um because i you know adults we kind of compromise ourselves or try to fit All into what's going on and nowadays a lot of adults appeal to what's 
popular with the youth because the average 15, 16 year old runs the household. Right. I don't care who pays the bills in the house, what the, who to, put the food on the table. Well, hold on, I'm gonna say uh -huh. we're about to it's about to cut off. I'm gonna continue this. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're back now. All right, go ahead. Yeah, tell um, so what I was saying was um, you know, the average 13 to 16 year old actually runs the household because they're in tune with everything that's going on right. as far as social society. And not only that, everything is marketed towards the, to youth. the younger. Yeah. Everyone, everything they're, here, they're on their phone. Exactly. And the parent, even with, before the phones, they was just in tune, especially when they congregate all together as one. If you have a child that's not, you know, aware of this, when they come in contact with more than enough children as are, then they become aware of it. Right. And, you know, they kind of dictate what goes. And we as parents or as the adults, we kind of try to appeal to that because we're so, you know, uh, consumed by work and just being distracted to where we're not even in tune with what's being marketed or, you know, plagued to them. So I just felt that there was an obligation for me to do something that more resonate with them without being forceful. Mm -hmm. Something they could see at a distance and say, wow, that's cool. And want to do more investigation as to what is that? Why is that? Right. So with the painting, that came about and I infused that more into my, my brand aesthetic to kind of get more leverage. So I could, I, I have a, a avenue to where I'm doing the shirts, but then just like now I'm doing like a, things for the schools or artwork. I'm doing things for daycare centers and, you know, things of that nature. So it all, and they all piggyback off each other. So I can do one to promote the other two or to bring attention to that. And it just, you know, becomes sound that way. Mm -hmm. You're such an enlightened individual. You well, are. And it, and hearing you say that, like, I mean, well, even prior to, to us even doing this, because uh -huh. um, the, the, the Enlightenment era, it was about people questioning religion and mm -hmm. just not taking everything for face value Absolutely. and just and just everything around them, you know, what the government's saying. I mean, I don't know uh, the age of Enlightenment that happened, I don't know, 1800s. I don't know what, what their government system was like or whatever was going on. But there was this group of people, these visionaries that they were like, there has to be something like there's cracks and whatever it is that the church is telling us, there's cracks in whatever the government mm -hmm. is telling us and, and just kind of freeing themselves from whatever it is that that is around them and then just kind of being able to be observers being spectators mm -hmm. and saying all right well is this right is this wrong like you know how does this actually fit into my life mm -hmm. you know how is this benefiting me how is this hurting me mm -hmm. and i feel like um from what you've told me from you know your youth to even now as an adult and you just being very observant and at 17 i think you said you haven't had a moment of what it, what it was it of realization, a, Absolutely, a, yes. a moment of realization, realization and just kind of, you had that awakening where it was just like, mm, like certain things just aren't right. I'm not accepting mm -hmm. what everybody, what the right. majority is. Right. And um, I think, you know, like I said, I feel like that you're a very enlightened person. Not many people, sometimes people feel like, oh, I don't got time to do that. But you should dedicate that time to make yourself better. People think, oh, um, making yourself better is about, oh, let me work out. Let mm -hmm. me let me lose weight. Let me in, instead of me, um, let me eat more vegetables. Right. But, you know, they need to start taking care of their mental health, their emotional mm -hmm. health. You know, and I feel like we don't have enough of that. You know, and I feel like that's why there's so many people out here that are stressed out, that are dying from stress, that are, you know, where with all that, you know, that negativity that we're festering in our bodies is then creates and manifests the bullshit, like the cancers and the diabetes, Absolutely. you know, because we're not really taking out the time. We're not fully understanding what it means to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And educating ourselves beyond the information that's just laying there in front of us. Right. A lot of times you just got to look at that, which is around you. I don't have to, I didn't have to be here hundreds of thousands of years ago <laughs> to know right. and understand the mentality of certain individuals, mm -hmm. because I could today in this day and time, I could see the results of that yeah. by the mentalities that's around me. So um, when it comes to, like you said, mental health, it's, 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 it's at a point in this day and time to where even, and even due to the perpetuation of um, 
social media because we're seeing more things happening because we all got these mobile devices that gives us a, you know, a visual, uh, um, like access? Uh, visual yeah. access of kind of like being there in real time. Mm. So, you know, this is where, again, where the youth, it, I had to transition from the clothing to the visuals. Because, again, they only accept things on face value. So right. I seen with the clothing, what was happening was I couldn't just limit myself to that because s- certain people needed to see it, um, have a little bit more clarity as to what message I was conveying. So now when I can actually visually draw that out right. on a piece of art, then you can question and it creates the dialogue as to why. Right. And, you know, with, uh, like you're saying, people that not taking the time to, you know, seek information That's outside true. of their normal ways of retrieving information, mm-hmm. it, it, it got to a point where society has become desensitized Mm-hmm. to, you know, a certain level of uh, 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 nurturing, whether it comes from the way, you know, in, 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 in regards to um, education, love, the household, um, just generally, general just communicating with people. You go and communicate with somebody in society nowadays, it's like, they don't know what the outcome is because we so used to communicating by way of devices or not really talking to each other in real time, you yeah. know? And with this, um, with this, um, what I would say, um, how can I say this? This, um, this, um, this plague of mental health is like, we don't even know how to express ourselves wow. emotionally. We don't even know how to communicate ourselves, yes. communicate with one another. True. And the roles has been misplaced. So you mm. have a lot of femininity now with the feminization of men, particularly the black man. And you have a lot of masculinity with the women, with the whole Me Too movement and the this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of things in society that kind of... Uh, uh, dictate who you should be or what you should be or how you should be moving or whatever. And we have no real inclination as to who we are right. internally. Right. Because we tell we have we we're depending on people outside of ourselves to tell us who we should be instead of no. I think so. Yes. And nowadays it's even worse because I mean I'm 38 years old. So I I, I can't other than my my two children, I don't know how that resonate. And you know, nieces and nephews, I don't know how that resonate with, with youth because then it's even more pressure on them. Because yeah. they're already coming into a world that's totally fucking discombobulated. Different. And then they're coming, they're evolving naturally with, you know, puberty and just, you know, individuals. And they, they, they can't identify, they don't know what to identify themselves with. Mm-hmm. So they identify themselves with other individuals or the perception of other people and, you know, uh, 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 certain, um, just certain pockets where it's like, you know, this is cool, that's not cool, this is in, that's not in. Right. And it's just technology is taking things to another level because it changed how we perceive information. Right. So before we could read, we was going to school, we had elders, you know, passing things down on from their time. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's not that. It's just a matter of what social platform are you, you know, getting your information from. Right. What can Kardashian say today? Right, exactly. And you know, you 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 become disconnected with uh real individuals. Because Mm -hmm. even with all this stuff on social media and social society, this is a perception of these people's best life. Like the thing where people say, I'm living my best life. No, you're living your only life. What the fuck is your best life? Because you're traveling, what about tomorrow? Like, so there's a lot of things that I'm disconnected with right. myself. And it, I, I find myself having those- uh, You're living your only life. Yeah, those, uh, uh, like those periods of times where I'm like, should I keep going with this? Should I, because- Well, with the Free Me brand? Well, I am the brand. Right. However, with my marketing. 
Okay. Do I continue to do this by way of clothing? Okay. Do I continue to do it in this pocket? Do, right. Because, you know, especially like with photography, that's all visual. But I don't mm-hmm. want to give off the wrong visual. I don't want to give off the wrong perception. I don't right. know if there's a kid over here dealing with some type of uh, personal issue, whether it be, you know, uh, weight, popularity, uh, any form or different levels of social classism. And because of the visuals of what they're seeing out there, I don't fit in that, you know, I don't fit there. I don't fit here. So it's just, they're all over the place. Right. And I can't say, oh, well, this is who you should be, or this is where you should be. Just, I can only promote. I kind of learned to promote the fucked up aspects of society. Mm-hmm. as opposed to putting these positive messages or you can be or you can be or this that, and the third because that's a false narrative. But I feel like that's so general. You know what it's I'm saying? General I feel it's general like, and it's cliche. Wait, I'm going to have to pause right here mm-hmm. and then we're going to have to pick up just because I have to take a little bathroom break. Okay. All right, I'm back from my bathroom break. Okay. He doesn't recall where he left off on the yeah. last one, but it's all good. It's all relevant. One thing I will... All right, so... Since we don't know where we left off yeah. on the last last time, it was only what, like a two minute break. Okay. Um, I want to talk about what you your first business card. Was it your first business card that you had? It's said, the only the same. A the revolution same. visualized. Yeah. That you the a business revolution card visualized. Yeah. Um. What, what about it? I don't know. I just, I just like it. I think you are. Oh a yeah, because I think you are, and it is a. <gasps> I got my card. Yeah, Thank you. you. A more official one. But th- that same exact. Oh, this is what you were saying. You were saying that um, it's still all the all the same, you know, because mm-hmm. you sit on your card, a revolution, realized, um, visualized, visualized. I'm sorry, thank you for the correction. What you were saying right before I had to uh, do a quick exit, you were saying that should I keep going? Yeah. On this, um, should I still keep it with just the clothing with the painting you know um you were just saying like yeah because, oh, as far as marketing yeah how, because the revolution is based on change total right. change so i put the revolution visualized because my thing was to come with the visuals it was because the revolution is right now today is limited to memes revolution nowadays is goddamn memes. <laughs> yeah. so my whole thing was to you know create visual content Outside of now, we didn't pass the clothing, the uh, the yard. So I st- still wanted to move as technology moves on, so that I'm not disconnected. Because as I get older, there's more and more babies being born, and my mission is to, or my uh, duty, pretty much, is to kind of keep the youth in a certain pocket and just to promote them to think critically. I don't want to enforce or impose any of my personal thoughts, ideas, but just give them the visuals or the art or this message to say, take this and let me see what you see out of this or mm-hmm. what you pick, what you, you know, can take from that. Well, talk about your art and seeing what people see. When you had me look at your Instagram page, like once mm-hmm. I finally found it, because who knows, I was doing Taiwan print. I was doing mm-hmm. all these damn things. Finally, when I saw your page, it was definitely worth the wait. Like I was just, you know, I had to screenshot mm-hmm. all of the stuff that I saw because I was just so blown away, like just how amazing it was. One thing that definitely stuck out, which I thought was so dope, was the picture with, I don't know if it's a man or woman, it doesn't even matter, is the person with the face mask. Not the yeah. face mask, it's a, um, yes, with the ski mask. I love that one that it's drawn on the back of a of a denim shirt. Like oh, what denim jacket? I, denim, I mean, I'm sorry, yes, denim is, jacket. Though. I did a few like that. Damn. Um, but even just with you doing that, what was the so like all right, let me see what I think, because you're saying, you know, you do your art and you want to see how people interpret it. Let me see how mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess for me, if I see that, it's more of like don't don't look at me, just watch my actions, right? No, like don't pay attention to what I look like. I don't know. What, as far as with the ski right, mask? Like what, what well, did that um, ski mask? I use the ski mask a lot in my, a lot of my work because the ski mask represents, for me, it represents uh, 
having no identity. Okay. So a lot of people really mm. don't know who they truly are until you go through this thing called life and experience. And that molds you to the person you evolve to be. Because initially you're just little, 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 little poo-poo, little, little munchkin, little stinky butt. You know what I mean? Initially you're a little stinky butt. You don't know who the hell you, you are. You said all these baby names, yeah. all these baby pet names. And you only run it with the perception of those amongst you, preferably your family, mm -hmm. speak to you as. Right. You know? And, and who they are. Because if you don't have no identity, you begin to reflect those that's around you right. initially, which is your family and certain family members. Mm -hmm. So you don't have your own until you're, you know, off, quote unquote, on your own. And then you begin, begin to evolve from there if, you know, based on the circumstances. So um, the ski mask for me represented not having no identity and also being associated with when you see somebody with a ski mask, you automatically think of something corrupt, crime, robbery, or, you know, some type of cat burglar or something like that. So that's why I kind of wanted to put it out there just to kind of, you know, show people that it's like kind of like what you said, like to gain more interest. Who is that? What is that under there? So when I meet you, you're already when I meet when you when you meet someone in life in real time, if that person ain't genuine, you're already wearing a mask. So you don't know who that person is until layers are taken off. Right. You understand? So that's kind of what that mask represents. It it represents acknowledge the messenger. I mean the message, not the messenger, because I don't want you to. Uh, dictate the person because of their complexion or their ethnicity or this, that, and the third. So it's just kind of saying, when we all have that on, we all the same person. Right, exactly. You know? So as long as the message is that truth, Absolutely. it doesn't matter like what I look like. It shouldn't matter what I look like. Well, n not so much as truth, because the truth is what you make it. Right. You know? It's so much of um, again, your, your your perspective and that individual's per se truth or or manifestation of what is, mm -hmm. you know. So, and again, I never came. I didn't come from where I went to school for anything that I'm doing. So I learned from the ground up, and I appreciated that approach because it gave me my own niche. So I didn't have to follow. How did this person do this or do that? Mind you, I still check out people's story and um, trials and tribulations, but I never take on their their path because life is zigzag zig. There is no A to B way of doing anything. You know, it's just it's zigzag zig. You go here, you go there, but so long as you keep going, you know, right. you only fail when you stop. So long as you keep going and you got the momentum and the oomph to figure it out, you'll figure it out eventually, mm -hmm. you know, based on, you know, what it is that you're going for. But that's kind of um, where that stemmed from with the whole ski mask thing. I love it. Appreciate it. Really Appreciate it. And also the ski mask covers everything. I mean, I wish they could have had a ski mask with the ears open, but, you know, when we talk about <laughs> vision, that's where it comes from. It comes from the eyes, what you interpret, oh, you know, oh, auditory okay. wise, and then you manifest it. You understand? Oh, so, so you want the to do like holes see, with, hear, or see, speak, and listen. Well, because the everything in life comes in threes. Everything right. in completion comes in threes. Yeah. You know, sun, moon, and stars, man, woman, and child, love, peace, and happiness. Uh, father, son, child, you know, father, mother, child, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, it's always something subliminal, just like with my logo. It's a stick figure running left, but a lot of people don't know that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't see that. Some people could see that and they don't see the F over an M. Yeah, I can you see know? it though. I can see the F and M. Yeah, but also the stick figure. Yeah, yeah. well, because you told me. Yeah, so but prior I, to that, so people I say, well, it kind of looked like that, but they can't resonate with it. And I, I did it in such a way to where it's it's um, it's not uh, so discriminatory towards 
women or men or whatever because it's just the top of the f is just could be the hair like right. i got locks so it's not like oh that's a man or is this it's whoever what could be your hat child, came off all of that i don't know your toupee came off yeah or it could just be how fast you got them running for freedom right that is that, with. That, exactly is with. exactly so that's what that is so it's like um I put myself in this position to where as I had the nine to five and people was trying to give me all these different ways to make the transition from being an independent or entrepreneur as opposed to an employer. So, I mean, an employee. So um, I was fixated on proving everybody, not so much as proving them wrong, but just saying, I'm going to go follow this path and I'm going to figure it out. And I just abandoned my job and certain individuals that I knew and shared the same, quote unquote, frequency as me. And I just went and developed my own path. Now, those that's like minded, those are the ones that find and found intrigue in it and supported me and helped push me along the way. At the same time, it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. Which I'm glad you said that because everybody's always like, oh, everybody's brainwashed. But it's just like exactly like like the entrepreneurial life isn't for everybody. Absolutely. Or, you know, maybe some people just aren't meant to have their own business. Or, right. or maybe even if we did, maybe your family is your business, meaning like as a mother, your business is your children or whatever mm -hmm. it is. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be anything like monetary where we, um, you know, where we're gaining, you know, profits. From oh no! Oh no! It, it, it should be monetary. No, well, yeah, it should be some type of profit because at the end of the day, we're living here. I mean, because that goes with what I um, promote as well. Because we're living in a in a a country of capitalism, mm -hmm. where it's value for value. You know, so we as a people have not met our plight. And when I say a people, I'm talking about quote unquote minorities. Mm -hmm. So we haven't met our plight because we've humbled ourselves in certain arenas where we shouldn't have. And that's as far as um, when it comes to, you know, um, industries, income and um, developing and um, as far as on a, um, on a monetary level, because this is why we don't have anything to this day to say, you know, we have, um, when people throw around the whole uh, black empowerment or the, the black dollar and this, that, and the third, it's like, you have to still build your own infrastructure. Right. If you don't have your own infrastructure, then you have to go off of and piggyback what's already been laid out for you. But if you're in disagreement with that, you shut that down or go completely astray from that and, you know, start to build your own thing. So when you use the term business, that term is specifically for, you know, the process of uh, selling and gaining or trading or, you know, right. the barter system or whatever. Yeah, but barter, um, yeah. it's definitely, I, I, I do what I do because um, I have a passion for it. Mm -hmm. At the same time, to, to complete or execute the bigger goals that I have, I need those resources. And money is just a tool, but I need the money to attain the resources, yeah. you know? So, you know, that's something I definitely, you know, hold, hold heartily to where it says, you know, that's the goal. We have to make sure that we, and I have something called intellectual property. So I'm putting my own independent work out there. So I have to make sure that I'm compensated for my work because it's coming from within. I'm not yeah. just getting a product and just selling spoons or something out on the street where people can get anywhere. What you get from me, you're not gonna get anywhere else. Right. You can get something similar, but it's gonna be that person's perspective. Right. You know, what you get from me is just what I'm, you know, uh what I um encompass. Right. It's gonna be customized because it's only you could give that to them. Yeah, well that's so what you've seen so far. I'm doing furniture and right. all types of other things because I want to, I want to test myself and challenge myself in other markets, you know? So I just got into like, you know, playing with clay because, um, you like know, ghost, like when they do the, the thing and then they, you want the whole yeah, the thing, whole with, the, pottery with, the thing with the whole, uh -huh. yes. 
more 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 so is like polymer clay where how they make toys and certain things of that nature. That's made from clay. It's just heated and painted and you don't never know. Uh, and then they make molds of it. So I discovered that. So fortunately, you know, we have this thing called uh, Google and YouTube. And upon discovering these things, I discovered another world out there. Right. And this is I it's, and it's all about application, applying yourselves. Yeah. A lot of people know shit, but if you ain't applying it, then what you know is irrelevant. It doesn't, right? Because you're not applying it, mm-hmm. and you have to test it to the market. The market is the people. You got to put yourself out there and expose yourself. When I first started, what I was doing. I felt a little secure because everybody around me was like, oh, that's dope. Keep going, such and such, such. But they was all full of shit because we all related. So <laughs> I learned that you don't listen so, to family first. Right. So family you, is going to be biased because right, you're because your family. Oh, yeah. so you feel like if they would have been like, oh, you know, I don't know about this too much. Like you probably um, That would have been a family member that's hated. Right. So, but so then that's what I'm saying. So then it's just kind of like. It's, it's, you got to put out to people that don't know you, people so that's going to judge you as you come right. and not, you know, based off of, oh, well, you know, that's cool. But, you know, I mean, I like it. It could be better. But no, you need I mean, because when you as a child, when you're growing and developing, you need what you said, like um, truth to be told to you or someone's, uh, you know, true interpretation of what you present or what, what you might represent to them. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I had to, you know, learn these different loopholes and stuff like that to be able to, you know, execute to where it made sense and not like, oh, I'm just doing something out there for money or, you know, for some type of popularity or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be popular? No. Not at all. I know. Not at all. I was asked a question a long time ago what I want, you know, the money or the fame and i learned that i don't i don't think i want either uh-huh. because the money the fame comes with the money right yeah but i was gonna I say don't that i want to just limit myself to the money because the money can compromise compromise an individual i can sit here right now and say i stand for this and stand for that you know once you get that check you deposit 10 million dollars in my right you bank be a account. different I don't know person who i'm gonna become right exactly you know? So I know me personally, I, I'm saying that generally, but me personally, right. you know, I know, you know, how I would move, what I would do and all that, because I would, you know, place it where it needs to be placed. And I'm not talking about no damn, uh, 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 what you call it, uh, f- uh, fundraisers and all that, um, charities and all that. Like, I, I'm not really supportive of any of that i'm just more kind of you know deal with things in real time and what how, what can affect people right now you know so again like going back to my father like when he when i found out he had cancer and i'm looking at all these money that was put into cancer research it's like well what is the money used for if the research is just based in the lab what are those all these millions of dollars and all these galas and all these you know like all these and, investments like what are like like, what is it going towards? It, it, it Pretty much. You know what I mean? And then you're still coming out with a newer and newer um, uh, device that got, you know, something as simple as a lithium battery that's killing us and causing these harmful things to us. So it's just, you know, it's just, it's just difficult trying to find that balance. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all about money. Yeah, pretty I much. So. Pretty much. I just want to keep people safe. So we're going to start wrapping it up. Okay. Right. So what I want you to talk about now is where you want, where you see your future, because we talked about your past and kind of like, you know, what you would, what you were doing prior to, well, you didn't really talk about what you were doing prior. I know you said, yeah, you, well, I was, you seem to be a man of all trades. Yeah. You well, were doing I was every damn job. Absolutely. And then, um, you kind of just decided to, to then take on this new, uh, life path. Well, I became or, my logo. Right, and I ran from the plantation. Right, you ran from the plantation, and then presently, you know, this is something that you're working on, or mm-hmm. not working. You know, this is something that has been put in motion, the revolution, and so forth. So, where do you see this kind of going? Because I don't think there should ever be. I I don't see this ever stopping. I feel like this is something that should be everlasting in a sense, just because you, the message and what you stand for, mm-hmm. I think, is just amazing. 
Well, um, right now, my a lot of my focus is uh, put into um, more content as far as a uh, video documentary type of things so that I can um, kind of present things to people in a way that they never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Also with that, you know, um, I'm one, I'm getting into certain arenas as far as uh, industry wise. So um, fashion is something that as far as the fashion industry, what the standards are, what the color is this season and all that, I don't I don't abide by that. However, I still want to stay in a realm of uh, affecting people in those areas, you know, um, uh, fashion wise furniture, you know, getting into different furniture because everything is an ex- expression. Mm-hmm. However, it's a matter of how it's made or how it's presented is based on your interpretation of how you, you know, um, take it. Um, right now, that's pretty much um, what I have on the table. I can't really say, you know, where I see myself three years from now, five years from now, because I take it one day at a time. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what I'm going to wake up and be inspired to do tomorrow. Right. Uh, uh, um, along with what I'm currently doing. I'm always still seeking, okay, what's the, how, I mean, it's definitely technology because like I said, all of this stuff, a lot of this stuff is uh, promoted and marketed towards the youth. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to get to a stage where I'm disconnected from the youth or they come out like with the 5G and it's like, oh, I don't want that self. I don't want, you know, this and third, then that disconnect me from my demographic, you know, which is all those that's like-minded. Because it's not for everybody. So my demographic isn't the children, isn't the people that like to dress and get fly. It's those that can see something in what I do and say, wow, I like that. Or people that's not even from my my walk of life. And they can see something and still be influenced and inspired by it. So um, when you say what I'm going to be doing is just inspiring and influence people negatively and positively. Negatively inspiring people? Negatively. How are you going to be negatively inspiring people? That's... Because, no, no, I'm just asking. Because I'm just, I'm just, I like just, that. I, because I, I like that. that. I'm going to be inspiring negatively and positively. How, how I mean, well, you're inspired negatively now. How? I don't... I mean... Explain. I don't, I'm just saying like, I don't... Perfect example. Right. Thank you. Trump. Okay. I personally don't have anything against this man or... No, I'm, I'm not against him, nor am I for him. However, someone like that, when you see someone put out a certain type of, uh, a certain type of, uh, um, what do you call it? A certain type of um, (sighs) narrative that can inspire you to do something better or to do something positive. So a negative, a a negative impact Mm -hmm. can cause you to change something or, you know, can uh, uh, perpetuate you to do something in a more positive manner mm-hmm. by it being negative. Okay. So it's like, for instance, the, it, yeah. the, 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 during the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. when King Martin Luther King was getting rocks bashed up inside his head and they was getting holes, the piece, some people around would say, why don't you fight back? Why don't you fight back? He's like, There's, the cameras are rolling. Mm-hmm. So then if they weren't rolling, he would have been. No, the cameras are rolling. So here in America, you got people in the South or wherever that, you know, again, at that time, desensitized to this because this is in the environment, the mistreatment of certain people. But then you got people that come from a different walks of life on the other side of the country that seeing this and it's like, is this really happening? But the only way they was exposed to it was through the visuals. Right. You understand? So that was world star in its time. Right. Until the media began to, you know, manipulate things by way of propaganda and stuff like that. Yeah. However, you know, that's how that's what my impact is to affect people both uh, by way of influence and, um, you know, inspiration, both negatively and positive. I like that. Yes. I don't have no end game. I don't want to sit here and uh, I'm gonna get put purple. $10 yeah. Put purple. um purple, uh, uh, you know, uh, bouquets of flowers all around the world and everybody joining, uniting, <laughs> hold hands. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not for that. Whatever. It's beautiful, but it's not a reality. 
It's not a reality. I know. I don't think in this in this uh world that we're in that would ever happen. Um, just because, yeah, no. I yeah. If we're gonna save the planet, we gotta leave. Right, this. that's what I'm saying. There just has to be a purge, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. There has to be a purge. As exactly. fucked up as it may sound, that's exactly what needs to happen. So um, because essentially that's what's happening anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Do you have a I didn't I should have prepared you for this before, but I didn't, but maybe it could be something of your own or it could be something that is borrowed. Is there a quote that you want to leave people with? Freedom isn't given, it's taken. Okay. I like that. All right. Know what you know and know what you don't know. All right. That's and you know, free me. Okay. And not asking for freedom, but, you know, free to be me and express myself, you know, as it deems fit, pretty much. And um, my Instagram, can I promote my social media? Go ahead, do my it. My Instagram is made in Taiwan, made in dot T-A-I-W-A-N, and uh, free me brand, all one word, F-R-E-E-M-E-B-R-A-N-D. All right, guys, there you go. There you have it. I'm going to put all of that stuff in the description of the episode just because when I first was looking for it, I had a hard time mm. until he finally actually wrote it down for me or whatever. And I finally found it. Trust me, you guys will not be disappointed. Um, I'm so glad to, to actually know him to have met him. Um, I actually met him at the bus stop and I just, how I even started to talk to him. He just had like these really, I think you actually have them on now. No, um, it was oh no, it was different. jeans, right? No, oh, okay. Well, whatever it was, he had like these really nice, um, like bleached, jeans painted, yeah. right painted bleach jeans and i was just like yo those are fly and i just told him i said you know those are really nice oh thank you and then you know uh through you know frequency of seeing each other at the bus stop you know when i'm on my way to work we just you know just started talking and then he just introduced me to whatever it is that he's doing and so forth and then i told him i wanted to be in my podcast so here we are and i hope you guys enjoyed and this is the conclusion of the episode um, thank you so much, Taiwan, for being here with Absolutely. me. And uh, I'll speak to you guys soon. Peace. Later. <laughs>